0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight.
1: It's Friday, October 6th, 2023, the 989th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. A warm welcome and hello to all of you listening to the podcast on the day of its release. The only way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber at I'myourmoderator.substack.com. So the last couple of days, we have talked about Matt Gates's motion to vacate and the now vacant role of Speaker of the House of Representatives for the United States of America. It is the primary leadership position of the Article One branch of our federal government. The House is supposed to be the most important body. Why? Because it most directly represents the American people. Each member of the House is supposed to represent the people in a certain part of the country, and they are supposed to bring the voice and the will of those people to the federal government in Washington, D.C., which is absolutely the opposite way of how it works now. The Speaker of the House, of course, is the leader of that body and third in line, For the presidency. If the president were to be incapacitated or otherwise found to be illegitimate and so was the vice president, then whoever is speaker of the house at the time would become president. There's a lot of power vested in this position and it is currently vacant and Matt Gates was blamed by the entire conservative establishment. They said he worked with Democrats to remove Kevin McCarthy, one of the most conservative speakers in American history. What a successful conservative agenda. He got bills passed through the House that never became law. And he started some investigations and brought out a little bit of the January 6th tape. And one could say that they've sort of begun impeachment. Inquiry proceedings against the fake president Joe Biden. They're not doing anything about election fraud. Don't worry. And leaving aside any discussion of how fake all of that stuff is, at face value, there is not a record of accomplishment here. The country voted overwhelmingly for Republicans last fall so that they would get into office and end the advance and implementation of the global agenda in Congress. And that has not happened. The Republicans have continued to participate in the advance of the implementation of that global regime agenda throughout this year, including and especially this past weekend, when one hundred and twenty six Republicans joined with two hundred and nine Democrats to continue funding our government for another 45 days, arguing to the American public that it was so important to keep spending our money on all of these things, especially Ukraine. And McCarthy was said to have made a side deal with Joe Biden to fund Ukraine. They passed the bill and the corrupt government just continues its money laundering indefinitely. It seems at face value as well that Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer had deals with Kevin McCarthy to keep their offices in the Capitol. They were promptly kicked out when Patrick McHenry took over as acting Speaker of the House. Con Inc. for days has been trying to lay this all at the feet of Matt Gates at the feet of MAGA and do not realize while they do this that Donald Trump dictated the terms by which Kevin McCarthy entered his role as speaker back in January. Trump gave him a rather tepid endorsement and finally in the 15th round of voting Trump weighed in, the resistance to McCarthy was ended and McCarthy became speaker. Trump and MAGA this time in the avatar of Matt Gates dictated the end of Kevin McCarthy's speakership. That is MAGA and Trump being fully dominant and in full power over the Republican party and definitely over con Inc and all its candidates, all its politicians and all of its media. Yesterday we talked about people like Mark Levin coming out, calling Matt Gates basically a traitor to the party. He went out there and recruited Democrats And in fact, if the speaker ends up being more conservative, then the Democrats deserve credit, not Matt Gaetz. You see, no matter what, these people cannot allow MAGA to win, because if MAGA wins and Donald Trump is back in power, then everything these people have been trying to avoid coming out about them. What is the truth of all these people? Who's funding them? What have they done in their lives that has them under such control? Are they just talentless hacks who say what they're told to say and they've been good at marketing messages to the American public for years or decades? Yeah, it's probably that for most of them, but some of them are actually corrupt and have committed crimes. Some of them are compromised in more moral ways, often sexual, and we'll find out about these things in the future, but all of these people seem to have an existential commitment to making sure that Donald Trump is not president again. They're very, very worried for some reason. So back in January, Con Inc. was mad at all of us because we were supporting Matt Gates and we wanted to see the whole speaker election continue on. We didn't want McCarthy. And Con Inc. was furious because Donald Trump told us that McCarthy was the guy. We were supposed to do whatever Trump said. I mean, we're the cultists, right? We do whatever Trump tells us. I mean, it's Trump's vaccine too, right? And we were the least likely people to take it. But yeah, we're in a cult. I mean, everybody's just ignored that for two years. But yes, we're in a cult. We're totally in a cult. So Trump's guy, Kevin McCarthy, and Trump's guy, Matt Gates are in some sort of opposition back in that original speaker election. And many of us sided with Matt Gates. A bunch of our friends sided with Kevin McCarthy, believing him to be Trump's guy, not really liking how Gates was approaching things, thought that maybe this situation was going to be embarrassing. I personally believe that those opinions, those thoughts are from a past paradigm, a now false paradigm where our politics functions as normal as we were told and that it could function that way and that the Republican Congress members were going to come in and really do a bunch of America first things. I didn't believe it at the time. It's certainly not true. Now, the Congress is like 95% the result of illegitimate and unverifiable lawless elections. So the idea that people elected through those means are going to come into Congress and serve an America first agenda is absolutely crazy. So back in January, despite McCarthy being Trump's guy, MAGA didn't want McCarthy and Con Inc. was furious at MAGA because Con Inc. wanted McCarthy. So their needs aligned with Donald Trump's endorsement. Therefore, Trump was good. They were good. McCarthy was good. But Matt Gates and MAGA were very bad. Very stupid, very dangerous. We were clueless to how things worked. We were holding up the Congress from getting to its very important business, which we can all see the results of now. Nine months later, can we not look at all the important business that this Congress has done on the American people's behalf? I mean, what a banger that impeachment inquiry hearing last week was, huh? We were given all these reasons why we were stupid and bad and irresponsible and reckless. Oh, we're a threat to democracy once again. So Trump was good back then because McCarthy was the guy for Con Inc. That's the guy they wanted. Trump backed him. They said to MAGA, even your cult leader is telling you what to do. Why are you not obeying your cult leader? And I think they're about to do that again next week, which I'll get to in a second. And then during McCarthy's speakership, whenever he would do anything that MAGA didn't like, they would remind us McCarthy is Trump's guy. And that includes stuff like failing to produce more J6 footage for the American public. They would blame that on McCarthy. And then on Trump, even though McCarthy was their guy, and even though it's MAGA that was pursued and targeted after J6. It wasn't Republicans. It was MAGA. Same thing with the censorship and everything else, though those conservative incorporated Republicans want to self-victimize along with all that. They're like, oh, they were targeting Republicans. No, they were targeting MAGA. And now, of course, establishment Republicans side with Democrats to pin trillions more dollars on the backs of the American worker to spend on whatever they want. And upon doing that, the motion to vacate is MAGA's fault. Establishment Republicans were unwilling to make compromises, make any concessions to MAGA in order to get their votes for that continuing resolution. So they went and sided with Democrats. And then as soon as Gates brings up the motion to vacate, which is him exercising the leverage that they agreed to in January. Suddenly, Gates is doing the work of Democrats. And even if it turns out that a more conservative speaker ends up in that role. MAGA gets no credit for exercising that leverage and improving the position of conservative Republicans. Hakeem Jeffries gets credit for that. We discussed yesterday how they wanted to find a new speaker on a shortened timeline and how Mitch McConnell wants to make sure that the motion to vacate is gone. Now, I don't see any chance in that happening. And there is no way that any of those Republicans who voted For that first motion to vacate, would vote yes to any speaker without that motion to vacate remaining attached. That motion to vacate is going to become a standard that is used throughout the future, probably for the rest of our lives. Normal Democrats, to the extent that either of these parties will exist into the future, but normal Democrats would probably want that standard applied at this point because. Normal Democrats are very upset. Now, I don't agree with anything that they want, but it's not like they're happy with the establishment of their party. They may well demand the same thing, but Mitch wants that gone because he says it makes the speaker's job impossible. Well, what does that mean? Why would the speaker's job become impossible with the motion to vacate remaining in place? Well, now we've seen that if the speaker and the party decide to compromise with the other half of the party on something that none of the American people want, and Republican voters sent members of Congress to Washington, D.C. to stop, the entire work of the House can be shut down, so long as there is a faction big enough and courageous enough to stand up to the party elites and the party leadership. But that only explains why it makes the speaker's job difficult, not why it makes the speaker's job impossible. As Mitch McConnell says, maybe we are misconstruing what the speaker's job is. And considering the rest of Mitch's comments were focused on appropriations, you've got to think that Mitch believes the speaker's job is to keep passing whatever necessary to continue, quote unquote, funding the government, and that means all of the global regime agenda items that they are implementing. That is what they want all that funding for. They need to be able to attach more debt to the backs of every American worker and their children and grandchildren ad infinitum whenever they need. The speaker's job apparently is to facilitate that. And if they can figure out ways to keep passing laws to expand the federal government and involve more people in this scheme, all the better. I made the argument yesterday that I think it would be best if we had no speaker. That is probably not in the storyline. We're going to have to see other examples of, of how the house should properly function before this is over. But the truth is, as I said before, these aren't, legitimate members of Congress in the first place. They are not elected in legitimate, verifiable, lawful elections. None of these people are governing with the consent of the governed. And that has been proven again and again and again. So in my eyes, virtually none of these people have any constitutional justification to be legislating, quote unquote, on behalf of the American people whatsoever. I want no speaker at all. That doesn't mean I don't want the process. I'm more than happy to engage in the process. In fact, I would like to see that process for speaker play out for the next 13 months. Nothing but that. The House of Representatives should do nothing but debate who the next speaker should be for the next 13 months. And I would love to just see that become an all out Lord of the Flies battle royale. Let them fight, and I am more than happy to determine who won. Now, to be clear, I don't expect the majority of people to go along with my position, despite the fact that my position is obviously correct. Naturally, we have con-inc media out there and con-inc politicians, and all of them want a speaker as fast as possible. And way too many Americans continue to engage in the mainstream media, whether it be Fox News, or the Daily Wire. Those outlets, again, on an important issue, are embracing the exact same positions, and they are leading standard-issue uniparty-right villagers to the same conclusion. Oh, it's so dangerous if we don't have a Speaker of the House. And they're saying that The week after they told everybody it was so dangerous if we shut down the government, it's so dangerous if we can't fund Ukraine, it's so dangerous if we don't elect Speaker McCarthy right away, we're going to delay the house's important business in terms of impeaching Joe Biden and investigating this and that and getting the J six footage out to the American people. Oh, it was so dangerous not to speed that process along that process that they immediately put the brakes on. Why does anyone believe these people about anything? Why do you embrace the fear they project ever? And I don't mean you in particular, because it's very likely that none of you are doing that, but there is nothing that the television says that should scare you. It's on television. They're broadcasting it to everyone. They are at best three years behind reality all the time. They are presenting the TV show about Donald Trump and his trials to everyone. And the people watching that with great attention and seriousness are learning about all of that stuff for the first time, as if no one has ever learned about it before. We've been talking about these issues for years. Once again, for the millionth time, we have a case of the people who pay the absolute most attention to this stuff and approach it in the most open minded ways possible, not being scared. And the people who don't pay attention to politics at all, except when they're in their car or like eating a meal with Fox News on become horrified that we might not be able to fund Ukraine for a few weeks, or we might have a government shutdown and not be able to pay park rangers for a few weeks. And hey, park rangers, no offense, I would love you to get your payments on time all the time, but also the truth is, government's way too big. If you didn't see this coming, if you're not anticipating the shrinking of the federal government that is going to eliminate a lot of jobs, Don't know what to tell you. Find a job in the private sector or start a business yourself. Be prepared. If you are not prepared, then that eventually has to be your problem. I cannot imagine there are too many federal workers listening to this podcast. But hey, guys, it's been a very cushy ride and the time, unfortunately, is up. I know you have worked hard. I know you have been loyal and committed. I appreciate all of that. But your job has to go. And I don't mean park rangers there. I'm talking about more like the Department of Education and the EPA. Just to be clear, I think park rangers are cool as heck, especially Ranger Smith from Yogi Bear and also Smokey the Bear, who is maybe not a park ranger, but also is trying to save our forests. So basically the same thing in a moral sense. (laughs) So we're all supposed to be scared. We're all supposed to want a speaker immediately. Otherwise, the entire country might fall apart and there would be no one there to stop it. With all of these very strong conservative establishment Republicans having their hands tied through the lack of a speaker. I mean... This is right at the point where they were about to get around to making a plan on how they might stop it in a few more election cycles. If the people continue to support them, which they've been saying for the last 35 years as they have facilitated the decline of our country. But we should be very, very scared that we might not have one of them leading us for a little while. And so naturally, the hot topic of the last couple of days is who is going to be speaker? Is it going to be Donald Trump? Now, it can't actually be Donald Trump, but a lot of people made great clickbait work out of headlines saying that Donald Trump said he was open to it. There have been rumors that Donald Trump might do it on a short term basis, maybe 100 days. Seb Gorka presented a plan, 100 days of Trump as speaker. Here's what. Should be done. And then yesterday there was news that Donald Trump was going to travel to the Capitol for the first time since January 6th, 2021, next Tuesday. And he was going to weigh in or maybe put himself up for speaker and whether he ends up going, whether he ever intended to go. That is all moot, at least for now, because Donald Trump, rather than putting himself up for speaker, has endorsed Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's 4th Congressional District. Respected by all, he is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. As president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much is learned from sports, and Jim was a master. While attending Graham high school, he won state championships all four years, a rarity and compiled an amazing 156 and one record at the university of Wisconsin, Madison. Jim became a two time NCAA division one wrestling champion. He won his 1985, 86 NCAA championship matches in his weight class. Jim has a master's degree in education from Ohio State University and a law degree from Capitol University. He is strong on crime, borders, our military and vets, and Second Amendment. Jim, his wife, Polly, and family are outstanding. He will be a great Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement. So that is exceptionally high praise from Donald Trump. It is rare that you could ever possibly see Trump write A stronger, more complimentary endorsement. And naturally, I, as a cult member, agree that Jim Jordan should be the speaker of the house. Ah, Except for that inconvenient fact that I don't think that's what should happen. Ah, man, that's always the thing that's so frustrating about these cultists claims. We figure out what Donald Trump wants, and then we watch all his cultists say they want something else. How and why does that always happen? And why do the cultists always rub our faces in our hypocrisy every time they disagree with Donald Trump? right out in the open, and then we ask them a thousand times, when was Trump ever wrong about anything? These people are retarded. Are there smart Ron supporters? Maybe, by accident. But once again, the cultist claim just completely deflates, leaving one of those fart sounds in its wake. Wait, you mean you cultists don't want Jim Jordan even though you're in a Jim Jordan cult too? Who's more MAGA than Jim Jordan? Why would you have any problem with Jim Jordan even after Donald Trump's nomination? What are you doing, you cultists? And why are so many of you disagreeing with your cult leader and other cult leader assistant? How is this possible? Well, here's how it's possible we're not in a cult. And hey, here's how MAGA works. Donald Trump says something that puts us on a certain path toward discovery. And as we go down that path, sometimes we find that we are led to believe something other than what Donald Trump said. And then we express those things and we make the arguments about why the way we see it is actually more representative of the real world and might connect better with people's values than what Donald Trump said. And as we do that, and as that position grows and swells and becomes adopted and accepted, Donald Trump listens and he responds and then his position adjusts and then he leads us down new paths. And the same process repeats over and over and over and over and over again. Donald Trump will A B test narratives and ideas. He will put an idea out, see how people respond. Then he will put out an idea that expresses the opposite value and see how people respond. And he'll just keep doing that until he knows what the people actually believe, and then he will steer down a new course, and the process will repeat itself again. And through this process, We understand the president and the president understands the people. And it goes back and forth like this for years. You can watch it happen. None of that is a cult relationship whatsoever. In fact, that is what the founders designed the constitutional role of president to be. This is what our government is meant to be for representing the will of the people leading the country as its chief executive being the commander in chief of the military. Gosh, it's shocking, but Donald Trump is doing all of those things and has for the last seven years. The guiding principle of Trump's action is America first. And that is the fulcrum on which Donald Trump decides to use His executive authority, the authority vested in him as the duly elected president, according to constitutional terms. But beyond that, Donald Trump is guiding the American population toward an America first understanding of how the world works and the rest of the time responding to what it is the American people want from a president. That is why MAGA continues to grow and why supporters of Donald Trump understand Donald Trump, knowing Donald Trump understands them. It is a conversation. There is no cult relationship. This is actually how it's supposed to be. Of course, all of the Ron people and all of their fellow Biden supporters imagine themselves as subjects of the American federal government who guides their lives and controls everything. And they want a president who will be the ultimate power over everything that rules them. That is what they believe our system of government is. They want a king while telling us that Trump is like our orange God king. These people, again, are retarded. It's also rather funny that for a bunch of cultists We feel no pressure whatsoever to publicly disagree with our cult leader. And our cult doesn't punish us for that. Isn't that strange for a cult member? I mean, here I am saying it on my podcast. I will not follow Donald Trump in endorsing Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. It's not because I don't like Jim Jordan. It's because I want no Speaker of the House. That's what I want. It doesn't have to be what you want. It doesn't have to be what anyone wants. It's clearly not what Donald Trump wants. At least that's not what he's communicating to us. I am going to go ahead and not do what my cult leader says. And I'm going to say it on my podcast. I'm going to say it on Twitter to 30,000 people and to another, I don't know. What is it on Telegram now? 7,000 or something. Cause my first page got wiped. And another 17 or 18 on Truth Social. Maybe I'll even go address it to 10 or 11,000 cult members on Getter. How's that? Maybe I'll even go to Gab. I think there's only like 500 there. But I'm going to go out and tell thousands and thousands of cult members that I'm not going to follow the cult leader. And my fear of reprisal is zero my fear of punishment is absolutely zero. My fear of punishment from fellow cult members about publicly disagreeing with the cult leader is zero. I'm not scared of it at all. Why? Because none of my fellow cult members would even get mad at me having this position. They would say, hey, why do you believe that? You know who will get mad? Ron's retards will get mad. The DeSantis Sims and everybody who follows them will get mad. They will say, you're siding with the Democrats just like you were when Matt Gaetz kicked Kevin McCarthy out of the speaker role. You're siding with the Democrats. How are you going to get a better conservative than Jim Jordan? Well, I don't know how you will get one of those. I imagine there's a way, but that's not really my priority here. My priority here is is limiting government to the absolute maximum possible in the only way to do that. How's that for a conservative principle while all you Ron supporters are pretending that Joe Biden received 81 million real lawful American votes and is a legitimate president, you subjects so that you don't have to risk your own reputations in stating the obvious and instead can help the regime. Usher Trump and MAGA off stage so no one ever holds you accountable for your complicity in that usurpation of the United States government, in that treason, because it was during a time of war, as declared by the duly elected President Donald Trump from the White House press briefing room. So, how's that, you traitors? You think the conservative thing is doing what the TV tells you. Well, I'm saying it's limiting government as much as possible, which is not actually installing a new speaker of the house, an illegitimate body who does not have the consent of the governed and therefore should not be legislating and attempting to rule the people without their consent. How's that for conservatism? You global communist regime supporting morons. How is that for conservatism? I can't wait to receive your strongly worded emails. Now, virtually all of Con Inc. is supporting Jim Jordan, except for apparently Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who are to be honest, probably running a kayfabe info op, pretending that they don't want Jim Jordan so that MAGA in response will be like, we need to get Jim Jordan to own Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger as if ejecting them from Congress wasn't proper ownership. Liz Cheney is utterly irrelevant, although she may make a third party presidential run and who knows, maybe she'll even be put up as a candidate for Speaker of the House. Adam Kinzinger is a CNN commentator. And I think Adam Kinzinger may end up being seen as one of the best actors in this entire charade. I mean, honestly, what would we do without him? But Inc and the conservative establishment are fine with Jim Jordan and behind Jim Jordan. We know Mark Levin mentioned Jim Jordan as a good option. We heard Garrett Graves when he was trying to berate Matt Gaetz on the House floor. He said, Jim Jordan is the most conservative member there. You got to think that he likes Jim Jordan. You know, Chip Roy likes Jim Jordan. You know, Fox News likes Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is a well-liked guy. And Trump said absolutely glowing things about him. And I like Jim Jordan too. So apart from my reasons not to support Jim Jordan being more conservative and more against Trump's position than the Ron people, I still like Jim Jordan. I don't want Jim Jordan not to be speaker because I don't like him. I want Jim Jordan not to be speaker because I don't want anyone to be speaker, at least until that person goes through a long process or emerges toward the end of a long process as the best potential candidate. I don't want the first guy endorsed by Con Inc and Fox News and Normie Maga and Donald Trump and all of these other people to just be rubber stamped. Oh, this is the guy. Let's just continue on. I don't want that. You don't have to agree with me about that. You can insult me in any way you want because that's my position and I won't care at all and I won't change my position at all. If Jim Jordan becomes the speaker then i will hope jim jordan does an excellent job as speaker and i will look to support him when my principles agree with jim jordan's principles if he gets in there and does the same things that kevin mccarthy did i will immediately encourage matt gates to bring a motion to vacate this is not complicated stuff it has nothing to do with who's more conservative It has nothing to do with Jim Jordan as a person. I think we have a rare opportunity to teach the country something about what the Congress actually does. I think we have a rare opportunity to teach the American people about who the members of that Congress actually are. And I would like to seize that opportunity rather than rubber stamp some new guy into that position and watch things continue forward. I also think, by the way, that this will not be the best thing for Jim Jordan. I mean, perhaps Jim Jordan has an all MAGA agenda that he immediately implements and the entirety of the Republican caucus goes along with that and everything becomes turbocharged. All the investigations, by the way, have we heard anything from the House Committee on Investigating China? I haven't heard a lot from the Weaponization Committee recently. All we've been given over the last few months is one ridiculous impeachment inquiry hearing if jim jordan rides into office with a pure maga agenda that he is somehow able to execute in ways kevin mccarthy never could by virtue of his corruption or his hands were tied in some other way or whatever then wonderful and i will praise the hell out of jim jordan because again i like jim jordan i think he's probably a good guy That said, he is a stranger on the television. I do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jim Jordan is not a tool of the regime. Many people think he is. Many people think he's a tool of big tech and Google specifically. Now, I don't know that he is, and I don't wish to cast aspersions on Jim Jordan, but I'm going to at least be conscious of that and understood that Jim Jordan hasn't produced a whole lot in the last year or so. Now I can tell myself, and I probably would be convinced and believe that that is because all of this is happening on a timeline, a timeline Jim Jordan can't control. Jim Jordan has limited access to certain information and certain abilities as that committee chair. And I want to be totally understanding about that. But if we're going to engage a surface level interpretation of what is going on here, then we have to call it as it is, which is. Jim Jordan hasn't done a whole hell of a lot this year. His very well composed and well delivered speeches in hearings and on Fox News are wonderful, but that's not a big deal to me. So I think that we have covered most of the bases here. Let's review. Con Inc. was mad when MAGA failed to support Donald Trump's position in electing Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And this, of course, was after. MAGA were the least likely people to take the COVID shot that is supposedly Trump's vaccine. Then, when points could be scored against Trump vis a vis McCarthy by Con Inc. people and Ron supporters, they would blame MAGA for Kevin McCarthy because it was Trump's guy. Again, honesty is not a feature of these people's character. And that should be obvious to everybody because the baseline fundamental assumption to validate the existence of the campaign in the first place is that Joe Biden really did receive 81 million real lawful American votes that they believe that that is already fundamentally dishonest, which is why none of them will claim to believe it. They will always try to skirt the issue in some way and get out of the conversation or say that Trump was just too incompetent to stay in office. But those excuses too are lies. It's a lie. It just gets you out of the other lie or so they think, because this is how they broadcast to people with the degeneracy and retardation they possess. People like Steve Dace and Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and Kurt Schlichter. They just lie, 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 lie all the way down. They think people will eventually stop asking about election fraud because they've stopped talking about it. They have given excuses to their audience. Their audience accepts all those excuses. They accept the usurpation of the United States of America, and they are pretending that supporting someone other than the duly elected president is somehow a marker of seriousness and responsibility and intelligence and moral character. And again, that's because they exist inside this central narrative bubble. They are in the uniparty left, uniparty right paradigm. This is how they understand the world. They think that the information outside of that central narrative bubble doesn't matter because the people outside that bubble don't have the power to do anything about what they think or what they know. This is not an exaggeration. This is what those people believe. All the people with power except that Donald Trump didn't win in quotes. However, they want to describe that the 2020 election and that nothing is going to be done about. It. And since they've all taken that position, despite Donald Trump's power and popularity, and despite the fact that Trump says he has all the evidence on election fraud and will deliver it at a time of his choosing, which he has shown everybody. To be true through that Fannie Willis process a couple months back, despite all that, they hold on to their position, knowing that they must be as anti Trump as possible or be exposed as people who help to cover up the fact that the presidency of the United States of America was usurped on their watch with their approval. And the people they've supported throughout their lives are the people who have assisted in the implementation of the agenda that has destroyed this country. Those people tried to blame MAGA on the instances when Kevin McCarthy would do something that they could use against Trump. They are not honest, but they are consistent. What they are consistent in is that everything is always the fault of Trump and his supporters. They must be destroyed at all costs, because if they're not, then they will destroy us. They all understand that. They all understand that it's happening. That's why they're all losing their minds. But MAGA was the problem for delaying Kevin McCarthy's election as speaker because Trump said McCarthy, MAGA went against him. We're still in a cult over the summer. We're in a cult. Kevin McCarthy does something that can be used against Trump. We're blamed for Kevin McCarthy, who we were the ones resisting. Then MAGA is blamed for nearly shutting down the government as if spending trillions of dollars more was a good thing. And a couple days later, MAGA is blamed for supporting Matt Gates in the ouster of Trump's endorsed speaker after that speaker joined Democrats to pass all that trillions of dollars in spending after the fear-mongering campaign about how dangerous it was to shut down our government. That is the state of play here. Now Trump endorses Jim Jordan, a guy they had all been clamoring for over the last few days. Jim Jordan is the right guy. Con Inc. likes him. Fox News likes him. Normie MAGA likes him. Trump likes him. MAGA likes him. He's got to be the guy. Then Trump endorses him. Then I say no. And I'm a cult member. And anyone next week who says no to Jim Jordan. And if Matt Gates and the other seven don't immediately go forward with the approving of Jim Jordan, MAGA will be compromising the entire security of the nation. That's the sort of stuff we are going to hear next week. It will once again be our fault. We will be told we're not being conservative enough while they put a guy in office to go pass Senate appropriations bills and continue the spending going. My desire is to have no speaker and see how it goes for a bit and see what lessons we can learn without the government being able to acquire new money. And let's let Joe Biden go and explore his other mechanisms by which he can still attach debt to the backs of the indentured servants of the United States that used to be called the American people. It's not that I don't respect Trump. It's not that I don't respect Jim Jordan. It's that I don't respect the institution of Congress while I can't be sure that any of the members are legitimate. And I can be quite sure that at least half or more of the members on the Republican side Maybe 90 plus percent of them are prepared to vote for the uniparty agenda whenever they are asked. And at that point, the Desantards would then say, well, you think Donald Trump might be endorsing someone who could be a tool of the global regime? Doesn't that mean you should reject everything Donald Trump has ever done? Ha ha, we finally got you. Donald Trump is doing something in opposition to your most important priority. Now you have to give up on Donald Trump and support Ron. These people really are that stupid. They pretend that we never disagree with Donald Trump. We are cult members, he is a cult leader. We're not allowed to disagree with him or else we would get punished. And we show them examples of how that situation that they describe happens all the time. And there's never any punishment. And we don't actually obey the cult leader because he's not a cult leader. He is just a tribune of the people serving as the chief executive and commander in chief of the country. That is it. When he does something I don't think is the right thing, I say it. I make an argument for it so that at least people can think about this counterpoint. This is not something that ever happens in cults. As far as I know, I don't expect that everything I come up with is going to be implemented two weeks later. I also don't pretend that from watching CNN and Fox news and following the daily wire guys on Twitter and Christopher Rufo, who by the way, is out there retweeting Anti-Trump and Coulter tweets. Rufo is part of the DeSantis op. Everyone should understand that. But I don't pretend that after consuming all those information sources, I know more than the guy who at least was president of the United States of America. These people actually believe that they are smarter and more knowledgeable and of better character than Donald Trump, which is the root of absolutely all of this. These people are utterly delusional. So when I disagree with Trump, I express it. And maybe Trump will end up at the position I support at some point after a currently unknown part of the process that Trump is anticipating and planning occurs. Maybe Jim Jordan will be rubber stamped and things will continue to go badly. This isn't some surefire win for Jim Jordan where he is anointed as the new guy. If the spending continues, Jim Jordan's reputation as a staunch conservative is going to evaporate. People's eyes are going to be on Jim Jordan. Now, again, I hope that if he becomes speaker, he does the best possible job and shows himself to be the best man in America. And maybe someday we can even vote for him for higher roles. Maybe he goes back as governor of Ohio, or maybe he has his own presidential run. Someday I'm open to all of that because I respect Jim Jordan and I want to be optimistic about who Jim Jordan actually is. Understanding that I don't know, but it's possible that the economic collapse will continue and that some of that is going to end up in Jim Jordan's lap. If Jim Jordan continues supporting house spending bills that keep the government open because otherwise it would be so scary. If Jim Jordan does that, he's going to own the economic fallout that virtually everyone paying attention already knows is coming. So when Trump endorses him into that position, if Jim Jordan is not the guy we believe him to be, there is a very strong likelihood that some pretty bad things are going to fall in Jim Jordan's lap and his reputation might not be what it is right now. We've already seen Donald Trump endorse a guy like that. And even if that is not the reality of who Kevin McCarthy is and Kevin McCarthy just played a role and did the things he was meant to do, his reputation is now kind of in tatters. He was a speaker of the house who was removed by his own party. Maybe there's a future for him, but otherwise his short term as speaker is an abject failure and granting him the same kayfabe possibility as Ron DeSantis. Like maybe this is just an exposure op for the Uniparty. And in that case, he'd be a hero. But if Kevin McCarthy is a representative of all of the people and all of the ideas that supported him this week, then Kevin McCarthy is exactly the sort of person that must be removed from leadership in America. That means that he really legitimately is pushing that global regime agenda forward as he seems to have done throughout his career and understanding that and understanding that Trump endorsed him and pushed him into the spotlight. There's no reason to believe or at least be certain that this isn't the same thing. It could be the same thing if that's who Jim Jordan is. If Jim Jordan is pushed into the spotlight and all of these bad things happen on his watch and people begin vetting Jim Jordan, and it turns out that Jim Jordan is actually tied up with a bunch of bad people in the global regime and is still serving them, then it is eminently worth it for Trump to have done this. So we can support that even while not wanting a Speaker of the House. Isn't that amazing that you can just have multiple beliefs about certain things based on variables about which you admit you don't know the full truth of. Hey, if it's this one way, then I think I'd probably think that if it's this other way, I guess I might think the other thing. What is this thinking? What is this thinking? Oh, my brain, it's on. I can feel myself processing thoughts. I don't think that Ron DeSantis supporters have this issue. Why? Because they talk to child-brained liberals every day. They spend all their time and discussion energy with standard issue villagers. Even if they themselves are subject matter experts and talk to other ones, when it comes to this subject, they aren't. And they just believe everything they've heard on TV and they discuss things within those parameters, it's absolutely insane. It is unimaginable how many times they go through the cult thing, begging you to disagree with Trump and then dismiss it every time you disagree with him. It is mind boggling that they think the highest form of everything is finding an instance where someone said something different than what they say now, that someone might've expressed, multiple opinions on a subject. How does it happen? These people imagine they have all these well-formed thoughts, but they don't. Their argument consists of a list of links and a list of sources that they believe are proof that they are right about a matter of opinion that they can't support. So what will come of Jim Jordan and this process? I guess the answer is I don't know. I imagine. That we might see a major push to have Jim Jordan rubber stamped as fast as possible. And that some combination of people who voted for the motion to vacate and some Democrats perhaps might prevent Jim Jordan from becoming the speaker. And that will cause another absolute meltdown on the part of Con Inc. and all the media cretins, and I will love to watch it. I will bask in its glory. I will laugh and laugh and laugh as they tell us that we are cult members and with the Democrats and not conservative enough, while we just simply refuse to have a speaker. It will make quite clear that we, or at least I, Don't side with Donald Trump all the time. I think we might see another round by round by round speaker election. And I think maybe at some point Trump will call in to end that as he did last time. Again, (laughs) Trump must be really weak and unpopular, as you say, in order to be able to completely control the election of a speaker of the house and the removal of a speaker of the house. Real weak, real unpopular. But we might see that process drag on, reaching no conclusion until members of Congress agree to certain terms. The motion to vacate doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. In fact, that seems like a non-starter. So maybe they could get one more appropriations bill. Maybe they'll just keep thinking that they can get new speakers of the House in. Just to pass that one spending bill each time before the motion to vacate comes, and that person is removed, this process has already started. I don't think it's going to end in the first round on Tuesday. I really don't. I obviously could be totally wrong about that, but there are other negotiations going on, and it seems like Matt Gates is negotiating not on behalf of the quote unquote Republican Party filled with uniparty right con men. As it is, he's negotiating with whoever wants to negotiate, and it seems like his priority is making the Congress a much better place. An interesting Twitter thread has developed over the last 24 hours, yesterday and today. An account called Quiver Quant tweeted a video of Congressman from California, Ro Khanna, saying, Last month, Ro Khanna announced an anti-corruption plan that includes a ban on congressional stock trading, 12-year limit for Congress, a ban on political donations from lobbyists or political action committees. He mentioned Quiver Quantitative's work in his speech on the House floor. So this is at Quiver Quant on X, formerly Twitter. Matt Gates quote tweeted and said, "Okay, let's negotiate." My GOP colleagues want to raise the threshold on the motion to vacate. This is a question for all of them. If we enact the reforms Rokana lays out here, how high would you like the motion to vacate threshold to be? Because I'll basically give you whatever you want on the motion to vacate for this stuff. He's saying that from a position of leverage, knowing that House Republicans will not give up any of that stuff. Do the American people want Congress to give up that stuff? They sure do. Intercept reporter Ryan Grimm. And again, the Intercept is a fully owned communist propaganda rag. It's Pierre Omidyar's news site. He says, hard to say this is all about ego if Gates is willing to concede on the motion to vacate for these policy ideas suggested by Ro Khanna. That is a very good point. Matt Gates is clearly not doing it for his ego if he is willing to go do this. MSNBC's own Chris Hayes. So basically, Rachel Maddow not pretending to be a woman. He says, "I mean, you can't do a term limit without a constitutional amendment, so it's a non-starter, isn't it?" Amazing that Matt Gates is potentially going to find some negotiated compromise with a Democrat in order to make Congress better and less corrupt. And Chris Hayes immediately jumps in to someone else's post to let everybody know that that thing, oh, it just can't happen. That ah, can't happen. Sorry, guys. It's a great idea you have there, but it can't happen. Chris Hayes, clearly a tool of the uniparty left doing the work of the uniparty left. Matt Gates responds to Chris Hayes and says, Things in Kana gates that can happen merely by changing house rules. One ban lobbyists and pack donations to members. That's political action committee lobbyists and foreign agent registration ban for former members, which means you can't go from Congress into lobbying Congress and getting paid tons of money to lobby Congress and exploit all the relationships you made while you were in Congress ban congressional stock trading. So Nancy Pelosi cannot become the best stock trader in the world. Increase the motion to vacate threshold. That's something that they can do. Now, we don't want it increased. That single member motion to vacate was real good. And Gates got some help from Republicans in Congress. Democrats can't break off and support McCarthy. Otherwise, the progressive base destroys them. But the Republican establishment wants the motion to vacate raised. They know they can't get rid of it. They're going to raise it. They're going to say so that this sort of thing doesn't become the standard and that Congress isn't just shut down whenever one member gets upset about the negotiations. They're going to try to sell it to the American people as practical and sensible and necessary. And they're going to tell you that you should be afraid if it doesn't happen because it's necessary. But it's not necessary, and their position is totally unprincipled. They are trying to make a pragmatic argument on why it just simply needs to happen. Yeah, I know it's not really backed by any principle, and I know this is in direct violation of the principles you've just expressed, but the thing is, It needs to happen. This is what we need to move forward. You got to be responsible on this. We need the adults in the room right now. So support us. We're telling you what the adult decision is. My little child who doesn't know how to figure things out on his or her own. They want the limit raised. It is very important to them. Mitch McConnell wants it gone. That's not going to happen. So they at least want it raised. That is one of their top priorities. Isn't it amazing? that they have any priorities at all other than supporting Jim Jordan. They're making other demands besides Jim Jordan's support. That is pretty ballsy for people who just got their asses handed to them. But they're asking for it. The last item on Gates's list is single subject spending bills requirement. Now, all of these things would win wide approval among the American people. Well, except maybe the increase of the motion to vacate number. I doubt the people would back that, but they could probably be convinced right now. Anyway, that's a negotiation from the other side. All of the asks on this list from the Gates-Kana side are things that would win wide support among the American people and are also supportable completely through principle alone. That is exactly where we should want to be. For anything, America first, is it supported by the American people? And is it supportable on principle alone? All of that makes it much more difficult for members of Congress to get rich from being so-called public servants. Most of the people in office right now wouldn't even bother trying to stay if they couldn't get rich under those terms. So despite how important the motion to vacate might be for them the increase in the motion to vacate. You can imagine that each and every one of these things will be non-starters for anyone who supports the Uniparty. Now, I strongly doubt there are any Democrats in office who are not controlled by the Uniparty. And this is Gates out there taunting people. This isn't Gates negotiating with Ro Khanna. Ro Khanna can talk about these things all day and night. We'll see if they'll actually get behind any of them. It would be real interesting to see how Democrat voters might react to a house rules change like that. And then what happens if their members go along with a plan that doesn't include those things? They would ask, hey, why aren't those things included? Because they want them too, despite not being America first and not being MAGA and not understanding what's going on. The decent ones Among them, if there are any left, will understand that those are good things and then understand the corruption of their representatives when their representatives try to convince them those things just can't be done. And let's observe the phenomenon here. Gates is posting this on X, formerly Twitter, out to everybody. Republicans will read this. Democrats will read this and have read this and major Democrat. Media figures are interacting with it. So this will get out there. These ideas will go out there. The uniparty right is trying to increase the standard for motion to vacate. That's total and complete corruption on display. They don't care about how the body functions. They don't care about what the American people want. Let's stop pretending that is corruption on display. That is what they want. And so Matt Gates takes this and throws it right in their face in public. He says, oh yeah, you want that thing? How about consider some of these things? Let's change these house rules and I will gladly give up my standard on motion to vacate. So you said what you wanted. I will accept this in exchange. Do we have a deal? And the answer will be no. And what do we learn from that? we learn once again that the conservative establishment is not our friend. And we can watch how people talk about this and how they attempt to explain it away to us. All of the pathetic excuses that they come up with. Oh, they're going to bring out their big guns. Oh, the smart people are going to get involved. We're going to get an opinion from Mark Levin and Steve Dace. Oh, Dave Rubin is jumping in the fray. Are we going to get Ben Shapiro, dun, 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 the hero of conservative ideas, Ben Shapiro, he's going to weigh in. Ben Shapiro will tell us why it's Matt Gates's fault for negotiating with Democrats. Oh, he's giving away all the leverage by actually using all the leverage. This is using leverage on behalf of the American people. What would you want to support more than that? And we will be told that we are giving concessions to Democrats for this. How else are they going to argue their way out of this? They can't do it on principle. The American people don't want Congress people in Congress forever. They don't want them leaving Congress and going out and becoming lobbyists or sitting on executive boards of transnational corporations either for that matter. We don't want their political campaigns funded by lobbyists and by political action committees. We don't want them insider trading in the stock market, which is what they'd be doing because they write the regulations that govern how these businesses can operate. And we do want single subject spending bills, something that was already supposedly agreed to and wasn't followed through on. And the Uniparty will say no, because the Uniparty says no, because it's the Uniparty. They don't want what the American people want. They don't want an America first agenda. They don't want a MAGA agenda. They don't want to make America great. They don't want any of those things. They want America to be subsumed into the one world global order. And they talk about it all the time. They have global governing organizations that they continue to empower every single year through the use of treaties and various legislation in countries around the world so that they can take over these countries and enter them into that one world global order. And that is what must be resisted. There is no way for them to argue on behalf of any of this. So they will instead create fear and tell you that you are putting the entire nation at risk if you don't obey them right now, when it really matters. And Hey, if you do obey them, they're going to give you something in exchange, but they don't have anything of value to exchange anymore. So it's really just going to be the fear and the threats and a matter of whether or not they can execute on any of those threats. And anyone who's awake can see that. They can stare that regime and all its various elements right in the face and know it is them against us. We didn't ask for that. That is their ideology. It is them against us. That's why they argue for depopulation if you haven't figured it out. You're not part of the club. It's them against us. When we all unite together, And figure out who is going to be the leader of the us. And you tell us he's the real bad guy on behalf of them. Everyone's going to reject you. It's the dumbest idea imaginable. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You guys really were looking out for us the whole time. You're probably just doing that again. They think that we are stupid, but they are stupid. They are provably stupid to think that any of what they believe is actually true. It's mindless nonsense. It's the regurgitation of garbage that spills out of their television screens and off their phones. You don't have to have deep knowledge on all of this subject matter. You simply have to know that every bit of it is illogical. Which is why I spend so much of my time pointing that out rather than having all of these arguments about the details of things that are purely fictional. When we combine on all of this and understand that we have a path forward, if we all walk it together, that is not being part of a cult that is actually rejecting the cult. And that cult on the other side, the only way they know they're right about anything is because it's the thing we don't believe. We are always, always wrong unless we agree with them because even we get it right. Sometimes even being so dumb, sometimes we end up agreeing with them, but only about the really, really obvious stuff. I mean, we're not even smart enough to figure out that these guys are all so much smarter than Donald Trump. We're not smart enough to figure that out. Everything is justified on us being dumb, us being bad, us being immoral. So what kind of cult is that? Well, that is a hate movement. And once again, I genuinely think it's time for people to understand this. These people call us cultists and idolaters for doing what we say we're going to do and explain why we're doing it and asking other people if they will simply and peacefully join us in that project because we believe these ideas actually increase human freedom and provide for the possibility of a strong, stable society that preserves property and liberty and sovereignty. It's very, very cult-like. So I don't know what will happen to Jim Jordan. It seems like there is something else going on in the process. And if what Matt Gates is doing right now actually catches some sort of momentum over the weekend, then we could see a very drawn-out process that will be blamed on us no matter what the end results are that end up achieved for the American people. Will we see the people select Matt Gates as the next speaker, maybe with some Democrats declaring their separation from the uniparty and instead joining with Matt Gates, believing that what he intends to do is pursue processes and policies that affect the lives of the American people in positive ways that he works toward an America first agenda, understanding that we will disagree about things and we will try to convince those people to join our position as they try to convince us of theirs. Will we do that without the need for parties? I guess it's possible. It's worth considering. Maybe that is better than what we have. This totally falsified controlled opposition dynamic within the uniparty. Who does that serve? Do you enjoy it? Does it make you feel good as an American citizen? Does it increase your faith in your government or your system of government? I would suggest we all know the answers to all of those questions. I think we are allowed to pursue a policy that we believe puts America first above and beyond who Trump says should be the next speaker. I would much prefer watching this Gates process play out, whether or not that leads to a deal. than I would watching Jim Jordan get a rubber stamp from Congress and become the next speaker. If that happens, I will certainly wish the best for him and hope that he pursues an America first agenda and uses whatever power that office has to pursue an America first agenda. And if he doesn't do that, I will absolutely participate in exposing Jim Jordan because I don't know him. I hope he's a wonderful man. I think he probably is. But if he's not, then he's like everybody else. And we can't pretend to be friends with strangers on the television. We are rhino tracking, and if Jim Jordan turns out to be that, we can't lie about it because rhinos are very, very dangerous. They make it impossible for us to ever actually achieve our goals, and that doesn't change based on our feeling that we had somehow become kind of friends with one of those rhinos, and let me give you an example from the people who call us cultists all the time. In fact, let me give you an example of their leader who they say is going to win no matter what. And they've been saying that for 11 months. So either they know the game is rigged in their favor or their cult members because Ron DeSantis's support has dropped by well over a third. He is now in national polls in single digits. He is third, fourth, and fifth place in some state polls. But his supporters have also lost every single argument. And I'm not saying that they lose every individual argument. I'm saying that all of the arguments for Ron's candidacy have already been lost by his strongest supporters and by him to MAGA in every single occasion, which is why his support continues to drop and his Twitter followers are All embarrassing him. It is the worst campaign in the history of American politics. No one has destroyed their career by running more than Ron DeSantis. But let's hear what this retarded little meatball has to say.
0: A, a voter that goes to 10 rallies, their vote counts the same as somebody that's unenthusiastic then then goes and votes. And, and we just have to understand that. And people will act like 2020, they're like, you know, Biden was, was such a disaster. But here's the thing. I don't think I don't think anybody voted for Biden. OK, they were voting against Trump. That was why they did it. I mean, let's just be honest. He and he energized Democrats. You could have John Kennedy walk through the door right now and he wouldn't energize Democrats as much as Donald Trump does. That's just the reality. What did we do in Florida with these Democrats? We defeated these Democrats. We left the Democratic Party in Florida in a pile of ruins. They're dead. In fact, if you look, if you go back 2019, 2018, or 2019, 2020, the Democrats had like 300,000 more registrations than we did as Republicans. And partially because of our leadership during COVID, that really started to change. So by the time I got uh, reelected in November, we had 300,000 more Republicans than Democrats. And we never had more R's than D's in Florida history. We did that with me being governor. But here's the best part. 300,000 advantage. Today, that advantage is 600,000. We've added another 300,000. Advantage in one year. I mean, are you kidding me? Yes, ma'am.
1: Now, absolutely all of that is a standard pro-Ron argument. And this is Ron once again explicitly saying that Joe Biden actually did receive 81 million real lawful American votes. Ron apparently Is now proud of stating his belief that Joe Biden received 81 million real, lawful American votes. But here's the thing he didn't, and there's no proof anywhere that he did. And that's why they don't let us check. That whole lie is going to burn in flames. And for two thirds of the country, it already has. He is speaking to one third of the country, maybe the dumbest people who have existed in the history of humanity who still believe that Joe Biden received 81 million real lawful American votes. He is saying they all voted for Trump because why they hate Trump. That's right. They hate Trump and they hate his supporters. Ron DeSantis wants to ride into the white house on a wave and a justification of hate for Donald Trump and his supporters. That's a hate movement my friends, that Ron DeSantis is vocally leading Donald Trump lost knowing the election was rigged. Everybody knows the elections are rigged. Donald Trump lost because the country hated him so much that despite him increasing his vote by 20 percent, 12 million votes, a full 20 percent of the electorate extra came out to vote for Joe Biden. Twenty eight million real lawful American voters added themselves to the election during a very deadly pandemic to vote for Joe Biden out of pure hatred for Trump and his supporters. That is Ron DeSantis as he asks for the people of America to select him as their leader. Who is this meant to appeal to? None of MAGA, obviously. No one in MAGA will ever, ever vote for this man. Therefore, he has no chance of winning. We will write Donald Trump's name in. We will vote for any third party candidate. There is no chance this man has a possibility of winning any MAGA votes. He is leading a hate campaign against the base of his own party. Why would he be doing that? For whose benefit is Ron doing that? It's not for the benefit of the Republican party. It can't be. Why would he be waging a hate based campaign against the base of his own party? Oh, because he just thinks they are suckers and losers and they're going to come out and vote for him regardless. Oh, he's going to say they will while the elections are stolen. That's right. Ron's argument was entirely based on the fact that elections aren't stolen and they are and they are in Florida. And he just bragged about his win in Florida. And part of the election fraud system is the registration system. And he just justified his own popularity based on the increase in voter registrations in Florida by Republicans. But Jacksonville just had their Republican mayor lose to a Democrat during the days of Ron with all the new registrations. How's it possible? Well, it's not possible. Ron's just lying. And he's using that lie to support the notion that the country hates Donald Trump and his supporters. It's like he's trying to lead a hate movement. And strangely enough, not that long ago, he was supporting Ukraine on behalf of other people who support Ukraine and Ukraine has Nazis. Aren't they part of a hate movement? And Ron is leading a hate movement. And Ron wants to lead the country on the basis of that hate movement in league with the global regime, and we clearly serves at this point, and in league with those Ukrainian Nazis, isn't that incredible? Yeah, I guess we're in a cult. We are in a cult. That's crazy. Hey, here's one more clip from Ron DeSantis.
0: Very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things: gun control, and climate change, and the economy, and taxes. But there wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen.
1: So that, again, is Ron DeSantis letting everybody know that MAGA are cult members and need to be deprogrammed. Oh, wait, sorry. That's not Ron DeSantis. That's Hillary Clinton. I can barely tell the difference anymore. They support the same exact regime, and they are both using hatred against normal Americans, the number of whom grows by the day and becomes more racially diverse. And somehow their hatred seems to rise as more Americans of minority ethnicity join us. They get angrier and angrier. Their hate movement grows. They even reserve special hatred for those black and Hispanic members who join us their political ideologies can certainly be seen as the same thing. At this point, the uniparty on full display, Ron wanting to represent the uniparty right against Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom representing the uniparty left. They will pretend to fight. They'll have a little tickle fight, a little pillow fight, and then they will progress their regime forward together. The uniparty left will say, That Ron DeSantis of the Uniparty right is very hateful and dangerous while they together continue to wage the same hate campaign against normal Americans. How many ways do we need to see wannabe elite members of the Uniparty and standard issue Uniparty villagers tell us they hate us before we accept that fact is true? They're not just mad. We don't have Differences of opinion. I know you don't hate them and you want to see the best in them, which is why this is hard to believe. But I know tons of these people and they don't care about you at all. The ones in Hollywood believe it's part of their job requirements to assist in promoting this hate campaign, which might lead you to ask, what are these people's jobs in the first place? But they don't care about you at all. Not under any circumstances could they care outside of waking up and realizing what they've done. They do not have the capacity to care about you or your political opinions, and they are not trying to argue with you. You exist outside the bubble to them. They don't know how many people are out there. They think that it's like 20 or 30 percent of the country, maybe, and that those people don't actually care that much. Wrong. It's most of the country, and we are actually the ones who do care. You are the ones who don't care that much. You are doing it for your reputation or for profit or because you're corrupted or compromised. It's on full display. It's in broad daylight. Everyone except you can see it. If you think for yourself, if you are one of these people, if you think for yourself, can they really see it? The answer is yes. And you will realize the answer is yes immediately. You're not fooling anyone except the people like you, which is why every time you talk about this stuff with people like you, you all agree about something you heard on a podcast or read on Twitter. And that's it. You're not out there making the argument. You're just agreeing with all your peers that you all know the same thing to be true. Well, that doesn't make it true. It just means you agree with other people who aren't thinking about any of it because they don't really care. And you kind of do seem to understand this because you're really, really scared of all those people getting control back because for whatever reason, you don't already understand that they are in control and they are offering you a way out and you're not taking it because you're worried about being punished by the hate campaign you inadvertently walked yourself into and all of the other people in it. You're the one worried about being punished for expressing any dissent from the leaders of your cult. It's not us. We are literally here to protect you. If and when you choose to disagree with dear leader, it turns out there are way more Trump supporters out there than you can possibly ever imagine. Just let go. It'll be okay. We got you. We are here to make America great again. And if you think we're going to stop because you tell us that we're like Democrats now, we're just going to say, come on, guys, that's retarded. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Maston and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do by signing up for a paid subscription at imyourmoderator.substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month. Comes out to under a quarter per episode and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com. And you can find everything else by heading to Linktree. Linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon. Out on the range.